I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hey there, friends. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing today? Welcome back to the show. I am Eli. I'm Diana. Y'all, we got to spend a little bit of time this week with a dear friend of ours named Julian, who is in town from Chicago. He's the best. He got us to play a game, which I think was going around the internet a while ago, and I loved it. I thought it was so funny, but then I kind of completely forgot about it, so now we're going to make (laughs) y'all care about it. It's called Trombone Champ. If you've never played it, listen to me when I say to you that you will laugh nonstop for at least 25 minutes <laughs> because it's, that's what we did <laughs> seriously it's amazing it's just a it's, you just download it it's a, it's a computer game yeah and it's like uh it's like rock band or beat saber mm-hmm. or one of those music games um except you're playing a trombone <laughs> and it's really hard to control and it sounds insane it's so funny because trombones sound ridiculous yeah it's exactly it's, <laughs> it's because tr- a trombone is objectively the funniest instrument <laughs> i say it is a lot funnier when you're bad at it i did pretty well and uh, everybody was having a bad time mm-hmm. i know we were like okay like i don't care i've been saying for a long time we need a twitch channel for diana to play video games um because she's it's at some games, shockingly good. She will beat you at Mortal Kombat. She'll say all day long, I don't want to play. I don't want to play. I don't like it. And then she'll play. kick your ass. Um, <laughs> but you put her in front of Trombone Champ or Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Easily <it's> the worst. <laughs> chaotic in the best way. I love it. <laughs> I was the worst at Trombone Champ, which meant I was the best. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. we could not stop giggling. So let us know if you want us to uh, quit doing ridiculous romance and devote ourselves <laughs> to a full-time uh patreon <laughs> funded uh twitch stream <laughs> well y'all uh we're very excited because we're back here on our our video stream of the podcast our first tiktok video total hit i'm um, oh, really yeah. glad y'all were able to check that out and uh and responded well to it we didn't get anyone commenting uh who are these ugly idiots <laughs> we were um, which we were is like, what we were bracing for we're so again on tiktok so Watch out. All of your <laughs> everything you ever thought about yourself is uh-huh. going to be thrown into sharp relief. Exactly. Uh, but not too bad. And so we did that episode first. But, you know, today we had to change things up because I, I think we started with <laughs> one of the most upsetting <laughs> and uh, bizarre stories we could think of. I think everybody was left uh, clutching their groins, feeling a little weirder after that episode ended. I kind of hope you were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that one was a, a freaky one. But yeah. so we decided we kind of go the other direction after sitting with that all weekend. <laughs> it, it was time to do something maybe a little sweeter. Yes, totally. Yeah. And y'all know when it comes to romance, you know, sometimes 
years go by before you realize you're the right, you know, you're with the right person. Yeah. It's like your best friend or like you hated a guy and then like over time it's enemies to lovers kind yeah. of thing. We're still getting there ourselves. I know. We're, you know, yeah. one day. We've yeah. been married a few years now. I'm starting to think this might turn into something. <laughs> but sometimes you meet someone, you catch their eye across the room, you touch hands over a salad bar, you nearly run them over with your car, whatever the story is, but just in an instant, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we've had like a few stories come our way over the past couple years about couples who were just clearly meant to be. Either they overcame years of strife or they met randomly and they took a chance. Yeah. Or it seems that they dreamed their loved one into existence. Ooh. So we thought we would just collect them all into a little goodie bag for y'all today. Um, so go brush your teeth or check that insulin monitor, because it's about to get real sweet in here. Aw, let's go. <laughs> hey there, friends, come listen well. Eli and Diana got some stories to tell. There's no matchmaking or romantic tips. It's just about ridiculous relationships. A lover might be any type of person at all. An abstract concept or a concrete wall. But if there's a story worth a second glance, we'll put it in a show, Ridiculous Romance. A production of iHeartRadio. Our first story is a strong argument for public transit. Oh! Uh, <laughs> it begins on Christmas Day 2011, and Linda Wegner is riding the train. I would love to fall in love with public transit. Uh, <laughs> and I here in Atlanta, I'm just not given the chance. I know, right? Although we have been to many places where yeah. we fell in love deeply with yeah. the public transit. But it's like a, a, a an out-of-town fling. It's like going to a conference no, and right. hooking up with their train system. <laughs> I know. I want to meet my soul train right here at home. <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, Linda Wegner was riding the train on Christmas Day. Now, Linda had a couple daughters, but they usually spent Christmas with her ex-husband. So she was alone on Christmas. And Linda doesn't really mind this because she's Jewish. So she's oh, like, God. whatever, Christmas Day, moving on. But she did feel kind of lonely. So she decided to take the train from New York's Grand Central Station upstate to Katona okay. to spend the day with her sister's family. Probably a beautiful part of the country. I mean, upstate New York. It's gorgeous. I know. This might actually be a nice train ride. Yeah, I'm you know? sure it would. Now, Linda had a really great job working in marketing for a nonprofit. So she had a great career, was a purposeful career. She felt pretty satisfied with her life. But she told CNN that on that day, quote, I might have been a little wistful. Oh. So she might have been a little open to some magic on yeah. that day. You know, wist can take you magical places. Uh, can also get you in trouble. Can you be wistless? I have been wistless. <laughs> if if I've been wistful, I, I know that I've been wistless as well. I have just the right amount of wist. Yeah, I like to hover in like a wist mid kind of range. Mid-wist. Yeah. I feel mid-wist today. Mid-wist. I'm a mid-western kind of girl. Mid-wist. <laughs> oh. All right, so she's on this train and a man who's about her age sat opposite her and he started spreading out wallpaper samples. See, another great project you can do on the train that you cannot do when you're driving. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Although if I'm sitting in a little booth on a train and somebody comes in and busts out their whole portfolio of <laughs> textile swatches, like, can I get a little space? Anyway, she thought that this guy might strike up a friendly conversation, but he was just totally absorbed in his wallpaper samples. And then he pulled out this very intricate print. And Linda recognized the pattern. So she's like, well, okay, well, maybe I'll break the ice here mm -hmm. with this stranger who seems to be ignoring me. She says, hey, is that a William Morris print? Because now Linda, she knows her wallpaper she patterns. She knows her stuff. Right? Well, this guy looks up and he smiled. He's like, uh, yeah. It is a William Morris print. You really know your stuff. Mm -hmm. His name was Michael McTwiggin, and he was a former art critic, and his friend had asked him to choose a wallpaper print that matched the paint color in her apartment. And he's like, no problem. I'm about to be on a long train ride. Mm -hmm. I can go through every wallpaper sample there is. I'm going to find you something perfect. This guy had been separated from his wife for about a year or so. He was in his 60s, and he was on his way to Katona to feed the homeless for Christmas. Oh my God. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. I hope he wasn't feeding them wallpaper samples. I know. He's like, this is what I brought you. Some paste. <laughs> no, I think he was just going to feed him regular food. Regular food. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, regular the, food. whatever the shelter probably had yeah. <laughs> for him to spoon out. <laughs> now, Michael was surprised that Linda recognized this print until sure. she explained that she had been an art history major in college. Oh my he's God. Like, oh. I, I was an art history minor in the college oh. I may one day finish. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) That degree I almost got. It's really nice to know that someone at some point, for some reason, was able to use their art history major for something. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Even if just, man, four years of college and I was finally able to strike up one conversation. (laughs) That led to a beautiful love story. (laughs) Yes. Yes. See? Stay in school, kids. So, yeah, he's like, oh, that's cool. I used to be an art critic. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, I work in marketing. And she's like, oh, that's funny. I work in marketing. Um, And she worked for a large lung cancer research charity. So she was talking about, like, her kind of selfless work in a nonprofit. Uh In this hour-long trip, they just chatted away. They completely clicked. They discovered they had a lot in common. They both loved art. You know, they had similar careers in marketing. They had an interest in helping others, like yeah. a drive to like serve the world. I mean, it almost sounds like they're like trying to one up each other in conversation. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm just going north to feed the homeless for Christmas. <laughs> oh yeah, well I, I work in lung cancer research charity. I helped raise millions of dollars last year for lung cancer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Linda told CNN, "Quote: When he told me what he was doing, feeding the homeless, I said, Oh my God, that's got to be." the best character reference I have ever had. (laughs) Right? I mean, somebody going to do something so unselfish on Christmas Day. Michael was also very taken with Linda. He said that, you know, she didn't downplay her career, but she did focus more on her connections with other people rather than her own achievements. Hmm. He told CNN that she was, quote, sensitive and intuitive in the sense of being aware of other people's feelings or moods or whatever and open to understanding what other people are feeling. She put people first. Somehow, that was more important than anything else. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, they're just catch. Yeah. But I mean, like, they're both people who want to serve other people. Yeah. And if you meet someone who's like, I'm here to serve other people, but all they do is talk about how great they are, it's kind of like, are you? Yeah. Are you just trying to feel like a good person in the world? Right, right. I mean, if if it means you do good stuff, I don't not sure I really care. But you can see where it comes from a really sincere place. It's true. I have long said that I don't mind people talking about their charitable contributions mm-hmm. or things they're doing. Like, I know it feels a little uh, braggadocious, but I also think that it perpetuates the behavior. Right. Like if some celebrity comes out, it's like I gave a bunch of money to this charity, you know, cool. Are you not sort of showing people that that's something they should be doing or setting an example or being a role model in some way? I mean, there's definitely a way you can do it, but I don't I wouldn't mind if a friend came up to me and was just like, you know what I did today? I gave a bunch of money to a charity. I'd be like, man, that's awesome. Good for you. I don't feel like you're. Yeah, you're making yourself look better. But why is that a bad thing? I know. Well, it's sort of like people like positive reinforcement. Yeah, just something ingrained in us yeah. not necessarily bad or good it right. can be either but why not use it you know right. speaking as a nonprofit person i'm happy to be like this person is amazing yeah. they gave me 50 bucks like you know right, right. <laughs> because it is amazing 50 bucks can go a long way so and wouldn't you want that person walking around town telling everyone i gave the fringe festival 50 bucks right i feel good about myself you know? today that's a good thing yeah people who feel good do good i mean right in terms of just being a you know, not of misery. <laughs> people people don't hesitate to tell me something they did that has no bearing on the world whatsoever at all. But everyone's like, like trombone real. Champ? Yeah, like trombone champ. <laughs> but I everyone's think it has real, a great bearing on the world. Everyone's real hesitant to talk about their contributions because it's like taboo to say you gave money to something. Like, mm. get over it. Just say it. Say it. Own it. Own it. Well, Linda and Michael said it, and they talked nonstop the entire way to Katona, and they realized that they actually really enjoyed each other's company. Mm-hmm. Linda said that she could feel like there was something between them that was worth exploring. So as they walked out of the train station, she slipped him her business card. Yes, girl. And then as they went to shake hands, Michael reached a little further up Linda's arm and held it for a lingering moment. While he looked in her eyes, smiled, and said... Good to meet you. Mm. And Linda said, quote, I definitely got flutters from that. I mean, listen, Michael is in his 60s. Yeah. He he knows what to do. He's fine. <laughs> he knows about ladies. Yep. It was, that's nice to hear, though. It's just such a it's not a sexual touch at all. No. But it was enough that she was like, oh, he's into me. Like, he's yeah. like interested. You know, sometimes that makes you. Ooh. <laughs> it's funny because my first thought when he like reached further up her arm 
was that it was like the the old Viking handshake <laughs> where you grab their forearms. Do you have any daggers up here? <laughs> Which I think we should bring back. <laughs> First of all, it's a great handshake. Second of all, yeah, I want to check if you have any daggers I mean, up there. I mean, you have daggers up there. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> you might have daggers. Well, Linda did, didn't have any daggers. So okay. Michael was like, all right, <laughs> this could be the one. Now, Linda said she was, quote, buzzing with excitement over meeting him. And Michael says, quote, I definitely wanted to see Linda again. There was not a doubt in my mind. So over the holidays, they exchanged a few emails. And Michael suggested that they get together in New York the next time they were both in the city. And he was like, hey, why don't we go see this storytelling show, The Moth? Oh. Um, That's a very popular storytelling show. Yeah. And that's such a great idea for a unique first date. I'm biased because I like art events, but I think that's such a great idea. Um, After that, they went on a few other dates. They went to (laughs) one where it was like an experimental music show that Linda jokes was very awkward because, quote, we didn't know each other well enough to say, this is really horrible right away, (laughs) 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 which I love because that's tough. They're both standing there trying to look like they're having a good time. "Mm, Love it. (laughs) And then finally, one of them had to be like, uh, do you want to get out of here? <laughs> this isn't my speed. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then they went dancing at a jazz club, and that completely broke the ice. Now, both of them had been married before, so they didn't really want to have a whole lot of expectations, right? They've seen what can happen if you get into the wrong relationship. That's right. They told CNN that they just took it day by day. Michael says that they both, quote, knew the perils of choosing wrong. Yee. Don't we all? <laughs> Eli's having having Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Dating Vietnam? I don't know. <laughs> but Linda says, quote, we were both happy together a lot, which was something we hadn't had in a long time, both of us. A lot of happiness. That gets very addictive. She said it, it just felt easy, too. They even liked each other's friends and families, which is... Wow. Whew, that's hard to find. That is a good thing. I'm very that's something I really like about us is we already had all the same friends. Right. And <laughs> uh and we, uh, we we both really like each other's families. Yes. And that I have is to nice. say so cuz some of them listen to the show. I know, right? Don't let them know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that is, I mean I some people have mother-in-law stories and I'm like, I know. I'm so glad we don't either of us have a mother-in-law. Like no, we're, we're very lucky with our in-laws. I really it, my heart hurts for people who can't get along with their in-laws because this is the person you love and that's their family. You want right. to obviously have a connection there, but sometimes it ain't easy. And it's hard to because sometimes people are like, well, you got to choose me over your mom or whatever. Oh, God. And I think that's really hard to ask someone to do i mean i understand it if if the mom is being crazy or like unreasonable and Mm -hmm. there's plenty of stories where they definitely are overstepping but you're like that's their mom (laughs) i mean sometimes your mom knows best and she doesn't like that person for a reason right and maybe maybe you're a little blinded hey anyway anyway not for us to say no relate no matchmaking or Romantic tips. It says right there in the theme song. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) We got rules to stick to. Take it to Reddit. (laughs) So that very year, they boarded the train to Katona together for Christmas to visit Linda's family. And they had someone take a photo of them. And that became a tradition for a few years. They would just take this train to Katona. Somebody take a picture. uh, And then they moved to Connecticut. And they totally loved it there. Connecticut. Gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I love driving through Connecticut. But the only drawback is they don't need to take the train anymore on Christmas. They're close enough to Katona that they can just drive. Now, in 2018, Linda and Michael got married at their home with tons of friends and family around. And in her vows, Linda celebrated, quote, the Christmas miracle for a Jewish girl that had brought him to her. (laughs) Uh, They say everyone they know just loves the story about how they got together because magical coincidences, Mm -hmm. you know, connections and stuff like that always make for a great story. Um, though Linda laughs a little about it. She says, quote, I mean, we didn't meet in Paris. We met on Metro North, a commuter train, <laughs> but it did the trick. <laughs> She's like, it's not look, a Netflix like storybook romance, but know, whatever. <laughs> look, love comes in strange places. It hey, can look like all sorts of things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now they've been together for 10 years. They're going strong. So next time you're on the train, keep your eyes peeled because your soulmate could be right across the way. Looking through some wallpaper samples. Oh, wow. <laughs> waiting for you. <laughs> I should be less judgmental. About wallpaper I, samples? <laughs> well, yeah. If I saw someone across from me looking at wallpaper samples, I'd be like, whoa, this wow. is a boring person. Oh, my God. 
And you would have missed out on Cool Michael I with know, his cool right? art stuff. <laughs> I guess it would depend on the samples. If they were looking at some like mm. really crazy funky patterns, I may be like, yes, let's That's talk. True. That is true. But if it's like white, beige, taupe, khaki, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Yeesh. Well, that is a beautiful story though. Yes, that's a cute one. I, I love that. Yeah. Um, love people just taking a chance. I mean, again, she mm-hmm. was just like, let me talk to this stranger and probably didn't expect anything more than a couple minutes, a conversation, maybe a nice passing of the time yeah. until they got off the train. She ends up with a soulmate. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with it. They could, they could make a movie about or a, or a book about her, about their story, mm-hmm. and it could be called the girl on the train. Ooh, wait a minute uh, they now. could wait just immediately now. give people sweet, loving, happy feelings, <laughs> right? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Is that already a, a thing? All right. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's not sweet, but I've not seen it myself, so maybe it is. Uh, let us take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about an artist uh, who seemed to know who the love of his life was long before he ever even laid eyes on her. Ooh. And we'll be right back right after this. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Welcome back, everyone. Okay, so next up, we've got the story of an Iranian artist named Ahad Saadi. Now, the Anna Laudel Gallery has a little bio about him on their website. He was born in 1980 in Tehran, and his dad was an important textile and carpet merchant. So we're back to the, the textiles again. I guess that's the through line of this story. Wallpapers, carpets. Well, these too, I guess. <laughs> Now, Ahad apparently liked playing with fire when he was a kid, quite literally. So his parents tried to keep him away from it. Little little like, baby pyromaniac. Like good parents. Yeah. <laughs> but this ended up being the key to his own unique style of artwork. Because one day he was messing around with fire like mm-hmm. you do. And he sort of accidentally burned some pieces of cloth belonging to his mother together. Mm-hmm. And he noticed that once they were burnt, these textiles would stick to each other. And in the years since then... He has developed this into a technique that he perfected called Azarnagari, which basically means painting with fire. So what it is, is like instead of painting with glue, he sticks small pieces of fabric to each other uh, using fire, basically melting them together and creating these beautiful motifs. It's really intricate patterns. Uh, He calls it a modernization of classic Persian illuminations. It's very beautiful. Uh, we'll, We'll link to his Instagram uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of really uh, uh, very delicate, colorful patterns going on. It, it, I, I imagine it was going to be 
you know, scorched, but it's not. It's really no. just the fire just sort of bonds these uh, fabrics together to create these really cool patterns. Yeah, it's very colorful yeah. and very beautiful. I love it. I, yeah. I definitely was like scrolling his Instagram like, okay, I would buy yeah. this. And kind of 3D because it's, you know, right. not a paint, so it just pops off the page yep. and just a different way. It's really cool. Yeah. So Ahad's art career is going great, right? He came up with a totally new thing. It marries all his interests, fire, art, <laughs> textiles. <laughs> He's into it. Yeah. But he is still single. Oh. And his mother was kind of putting the pressure on him to get married. Okay, okay. She's like, she kept being like, Ahad, do you have a lover yet? Uh, dinner time. Alone again. <gasps> um. It's Friday night. You got no date? Oh, my son has no game. Damn, you know, She just keeps <laughs> talking about him. <laughs> Not having nobody special in his life. Wow. But he said in an interview, quote, I believed a lot in love. True love. Okay. So he wasn't just going to get with, like, just anyone to get his mom right. on his back. You know, he's like, I only want to spend my time making art or with the person of my dreams. Yeah. So in 2008, he decided to do art about this problem. Oh. He used his fabric technique to create a portrait of his dream girl. Mm. And she's very beautiful. She has dark, striking eyes and long, dark, curly hair and very strong features. She looks like... She's kind of looking out of the portrait like, come say something to me. Yeah. You know, she's got yeah. a real personality. He didn't he didn't paint a die away kind of female at all. Right. Um, and his mom came up to him while he's working on it. And he told her, you know, mom, this is the woman that I want. This is who I'm waiting for. And his mother responded, quote, may God give life to her. May she be yours. Well, okay. Like, whatever it takes. Give me a grandkid. You know, <laughs> I hope she just steps out of the painting right now. <laughs> And immediately becomes pregnant. <laughs> You're married tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so a year later, Ahad was preparing to exhibit several pieces of his art at a gallery in Tabriz, Iran, just his last show before he moved to Istanbul. And he included this dream girl portrait in the selection. So Parisa Karamnizad is also an artist. She's a painter and a photographer as well. And in 2009... She was dating this guy who wanted to go to this art exhibit, and she wasn't really that interested in this exhibit, but she's like, all right, fine. Whatever you want to do, we'll go. <laughs> so she walks into this gallery, and there's a lot of people crowded around Ahad, since he was the artist, mm -hmm. including Ahad's sister. The moment Parisa entered the room, Ahad's sister poked him in the arm and said, quote, Ahad, that girl walking through the door looks like the painting you did. And she was not the only one to say so. Parissa and her boyfriend got the portrait, and she said, quote, We froze. I felt a strange closeness. I turned to my boyfriend and asked, Does this portrait look like me? And the boyfriend was like, Kind of. And he walked off to look at something else. <laughs> Damn, this guy sucks. He's like, whatever. He's gotta be the, the like, bad boyfriend in the rom-com. <laughs> You know, or everything he does is like obviously the worst option. Right. He's like, yeah, I guess. Anyway, got to take this call. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Parisa was stuck by this portrait and it does look a lot like her. We will definitely put on our Instagram. Yes. Uh, the side by side because it's pretty striking. It's crazy. She said she felt like the portrait was, quote, a near perfect reflection of her own dark eyes, her long curly hair and her strong features. Mm -hmm. So the very next day, she's telling a friend about this. She's like, I went to this gallery and this guy's got a portrait of me, but we've never met. And the friend was, quote, more excited than I was. So she's <laughs> like, we got to go to this exhibit. You have to show me this thing. And so they went and her friend took one look at the portrait and said, quote, I don't know what the story of this painting is, but this man is madly in love with you. And she was not wrong. Because as soon as he saw her for the first time, Ahad was a goner. He, like, <laughs> handed his heart over to her on a platter. Uh -huh. He even invited Parisa to his workshop to take pictures of his artwork because I guess he found out she was a photographer. Right, right. But Parisa, Let's collab. I know. He's like, oh, this is a good way to get in with you. Uh -huh. <laughs> but Parisa came with her mother. So he's like, well, oh. I guess I won't try to mack on you right now. Your mom oh, is standing you, right here. You brought your mom. <laughs> oh, that's so, so great. <laughs> oh, it's so nice to meet you. Well, at least Ahad had her Facebook information. But Carissa, uh, like me these days, was just never on Facebook. Good like, for her. She's like Every time I open it, I just get depressed. What is right. the point? It's <laughs> like, screw this social media game. Seriously. <laughs> anyway. If only. For 
18 months, Ahad said that he checked social media every night, hoping that she would be on so he could start a conversation, which I mean, to me, I'm like, you can send a message when she's not there, then she'll see it when she does log on and message you back. That's how messaging works. Or she might get a notification and then choose to open the app. It's possible. But he was just like, no, I want a live chat or nothing. It's yeah. I need an immediate response. Mm -hmm. Maybe he was like, if I send it and and I don't know if she's going to see it, then I'll get real. You know what I mean? Discouraged before I know for sure. Look, nobody wants to be left on red. God, that's so true. You're just going to see those three dots pop up for a few seconds and then go away for six months. (laughs) Cuts deep. You cut me deep. All right. I get it. I get it. (laughs) Well, then one magical night, he checked on Facebook. He did not see that she was active. So he went to bed. But he just had this feeling, something eaten in him, that that Facebook addiction that gets into your brain was telling him, (laughs) no, get that gun. You got to go check, Ahad. So he did. He opens up the app again. and. Boom, Parissa was online. She says it was Valentine's Day, which is also her birthday. Crazy enough. And so she had jumped onto Facebook to thank everyone for their birthday wishes. Ahad immediately reached out with one of the great pickup lines. (gasps) Hello. (sighs) Melts your heart. Just, uh, you know, sometimes it's "Mm, all. Hello. Hello, you. She responds, and he asked her where she was. He was in Istanbul holding an art exhibition. Well, it turns out, Marissa was also in Istanbul, and she agreed to meet him at his exhibit and have some dinner. The coincidences in this story I mean, crazy. pretty amazing. Not to mention, I'm sorry, if you paint a girl, and then she walks into your gallery, and her birthday is Valentine's Day, like, I'm sorry. This is you. You magically did create this woman into existence. She, I'm sorry, Parissa. I'm sure you had a very full life before all this. But I also kind of think you just appeared out of a pink cloud of glitter. <laughs> all your memories were implanted like total yes. recall. Yeah, you, you didn't exist before this painting. I'm sorry. You're, you're a magical creation. Uh, the, uh, the, the mystical manifestation of true love. That's all I can figure here. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, no wonder she's a good artist. Yeah, right. Now, Parisa says when she arrived to this date, she, you know, she stretches out her hand to shake because mm-hmm. they don't know each other yet. Sure. But Ahad took her into his arms and hugged her really tightly and whispered, quote, you don't know how much I love you. Oh, wow. He really one-upped Michaels. Great to meet you. <laughs> nice meeting you. Jeez. <laughs> I know. Maybe he should learn the little wrist trick because I feel yeah. like that would might be a little like this coming on strong. This is a lot. Coming on strong. <laughs> Speaking of, even though they'd only seen each other twice, he proposed to her over dinner. <laughs> like right there on their first day, he's like, okay, I'm in. 100% in. I mean, you Which know. Which I see that because he's been in love with her. I mean, sort of when he painted her, but at yeah. least for 18 months, he's been trying real hard to get her. So he's just like, whatever. I just want you around all the time. And again, the signs. I mean, Try, you paint right. a woman. She appears in your gallery when you're showing off this painting. Her right. birthday is Valentine's Day. She's got cartoon birds floating around her, singing Kiss the Girl. Like, it's, <laughs> uh, come on. He's like, one or all of the gods want this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, Parisa's like, yeah, oh, okay. Um, that's sort of a big question. Right, um, right. Can I have a month to think about it? Okay, fair. And he said, quote, Parisa, you can only give me one answer, and that is yes. Wow. Okay. Now, my Western ears kind of read that, and I was like, I can give you whatever answer I want, sir. <laughs> like, I, got, I, got, <laughs> right. I got a little contrary. Right. Um, but I don't think that's what he meant um, by that. I don't think he was trying to be like, you can only give me one answer. Right. right. I think he was trying to say, like, there's only one answer. That's th- This is real and true, and there's really only one answer, and I don't care how long I have to wait for it. I get that. It's yes, I get that. Yeah. but I will wait as long as I have yes. to wait. And Parisa, I think, agrees with me because she says she only ever, quote, felt a deeply beautiful feeling from Ahad. So not like a coercive, Mm -hmm. you know, overpowering kind of energy. So she went home from this date and she's thinking about this proposal. She's thinking about this painting that looks eerily like her. She's probably thinking about all the things they have in common because they're both artists. You know, they're both from Iran. They're both living in Istanbul now. I mean, it's just, again, a lot of coincidences, a lot of commonalities. And the very next morning, she called him up and accepted his proposal. She Amazing. said, yes, quote, thus began my beautiful life with Ahad. I am so happy. Ahad is the greatest gift given to me by God. Now, Parissa's mother 
was understandably, you know, kind of like, uh, mm, excuse me, but excuse me, you're marrying a man you met <laughs> twice in uh, your life. He what? proposed to you at the first dinner. Come on. Mm-hmm. Very, very frozen vibes here, right? <laughs> Elsa's like, Anna, excuse me? <laughs> yeah, right. But when Parissa explained how they met and how long Ahad had been trying to get in touch with her, plus the fact that, you know, she very recently manifested into the world <laughs> because of this painting, her mother, quote, sighed in relief and was deeply touched by the story. Mm-hmm. And of course, Ahad's mother was thrilled. She's like, oh, my God, it came true. The woman stepped out of your painting and yeah. now I'm getting a daughter-in-law. For real. She's like, whoever it is, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> So Ahad and Parissa both say that meeting each other was one of the greatest moments of their lives, and they have never been happier. That's right. And if you go on their Instagrams, you can see all of her art. Yes. She does really cool, like, multimedia paintings, and then she'll take a big picture, like a cool picture in front of it. And yeah. Anyway, just really cool stuff. So check them out. It's really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I once um, made a collage of the woman I thought I was going to marry. Oh, yeah. Uh, because, you know, it was it, it was a good art form for me as a teenager. I couldn't draw, so I would do collages and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I got into a, a, a Vogue magazine, and I decided to build the perfect woman, which was just cutting out one picture of Angelina Jolie <laughs> and gluing it to my wall. And I don't know. I don't, I don't think I manifested her into existence. Mm-hmm. Um, but she... she hasn't showed up at my art gallery yet. Well. Yet. Hold on to hope, babe. I'm always holding on to hope. Angelina. She's not with Brad anymore. She's so. not. She's not. And her daughter goes to Spelman. So sometimes she's, she's actually in town. in town. Yeah. So this is your coincidence. It's, <laughs> that it's sometimes happening. she's in Atlanta. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I can't wait to be divorced. I, I don't know. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Come this. on. We, we've done this show long enough to know that there are many solutions here. That's true. We could have a harem situation. I bet you and Angelina would spend time just together without me even and have a great time. I'm sure we would. Yeah. We could, we could get along. Go to the gym together. Uh, I'll think of something else. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think of something else to do with Angelina. So, yeah, I mean, I just love that story. I think that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> that, how weird, too, to be a hod. Like, oh, yeah, glad handing some, like, art dealers. And then he looks up and he's like, uh, the woman I painted is Come here. On. And then you, like, go check your portrait, like, thinking there's no one in there anymore. <laughs> like, it's an uh, yes. empty frame. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an 80s movie. Yeah, it's like you know, weird science. Like she literally yeah, weird <laughs> came science from or the mannequin or something. Mm-hmm. Um, can I get cynical? Sure. Speculation station. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there a way that Ahad had ever seen her before, and like tried to set this whole thing up? Like, oh, I'd never. I I just imagined you. Whoa, <laughs> we must be meant to be together. I'm gonna propose immediately. Mm. Look. I mean, I guess it's not impossible because they were both artists in Iran. Mm-hmm, so maybe mm-hmm. there was some kind of like art show where they crossed paths. And he's like, that lady is super hot. I'm going to paint her. I'm going to set up a scheme wherein I paint her <laughs> and then convince her that she, I, I magically created her. Well, or less cynically, he did see her and he was like, now that's the kind of girl right, that I like. Subconsciously, yeah. So then he painted her and then she showed up and he that's was like, oh my God, it's that girl. More. Likely and sweet, for sure. <laughs> That's true. Sweeter than yours, not as sweet as this one. <laughs> We're like mid-sweet. There we go again. It, Midwestern. <laughs> it reminds me of the end of Fifty First Dates. Oh, yeah. Adam Sandler shows up and she, of course, has been painting him all this time because she doesn't oh, yeah. remember having met him. <laughs> that's right. Um, so maybe Ahad just forgot that he ever saw her. I guess that's possible. I kind of like the magicalness of this story, though. I'm, yes. That he just had a woman in mind, and there happened. she happened to be out there waiting she for him. rode in on a unicorn. Right. Uh, it's incredible. It's really an amazing story. Right. Artists getting together can be disastrous, or it can be, you know, really beneficial. Yeah, and I don't know everything. I don't know them. <laughs> but it does seem that they both really appreciate each other's art, and they right. try to encourage each other's artwork, yeah. and they're always, like, exhibiting. And then, like, on her Instagram, she's like, look at my sexy husband and his cool art. And he's like, look at my wife and her awesome art. You know, like, Love it. they seem really supportive. Love it. Instead of, like, wh- as you say, sometimes it can be disastrous where you have a lot of ego at play, and one or the other is like, you need to be smaller so that yeah. I can be the big one. That can happen for sure. Other times people just thrive better with more of an opposite person. You know, I I mean, I know how many artists do we know, uh, actors, painters, whatever, Mm -hmm. dancers who marry an accountant or, you know, a restaurateur or something. And 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 that's better for them. 
than being sure. full time with someone else who, you know, th- you want that contrast more mm-hmm. than just constantly the two of you speaking the same language all the time. For some people, that's, you know, intolerable. Right. Which I can understand, too. But not yeah. for us, fortunately. No, we, <laughs> not uh, for me. <laughs> you need to understand every word the same. Out my mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to get this. Because both of us were like, let's try and marry ourselves. Let's try and marry. <laughs> I want. I don't want to marry someone who's basically exactly like me, but a pretty lady. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, that <laughs> was a beautiful story. It was. So maybe your collage, your next collage or project oh. could manifest yeah. a perfect partner for you. Yeah. Or at least so get it out of your system. Go, <laughs> One yeah. way or the other. Art is good. Hop on a train and <laughs> paint yourself or make a collage out of wallpaper samples <laughs> of your perfect partner and maybe they'll just appear but we have one more story for you and this one is really cute because it's about some people who found each other after 60 years apart Mm -hmm. and we will get right to that right after this from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip i thought in that moment Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow The Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Welcome back, lovers. Yeah, and here come the waterworks, Uh because we're about to tell you about Boris and Anna Kozlov. Bust out the Kleenex. That's right. Now, back during World War II, so cast your mind on back to the 40s, mm-hmm. Boris was the secretary of the Young Communists Party in Russia. Yeah. And he had to give a speech in the town square in Borovlyanka, which is a village in Siberia. And I'm probably saying that wrong. Cold. Very cold. I know. People live in Siberia. They just live there. Which, I mean, sounds like a dumb thing to say because Siberia is really, really big. It's huge. But in my mind, it's just a tundra, like a frozen tundra that no one can live in. It's very sparsely populated. It's true. It's true. It's like that and like northern Australia. Like you you don't live in most of those places. (laughs) Right. But But there are people who live there. And these were two of them. And Anna attended this speech along with a group of her friends. But Boris only had eyes for Anna as if she was standing in a spotlight. He says, quote, she was too beautiful for words. Amazing. So after his speech, you know, of course, he had to go find her, talk to her, try to try to lock this down. (laughs) But Anna wasn't really the best choice of bride for a young communist because her father had been purged by Stalin before the war for refusing to work on a collective farm. Mm. So her family just didn't have a great reputation with the Communist Party. I can't promise that I would not refuse to work on a collective farm. I'm 
pretty sure I would refuse to work on Glenn. Let me just He's say. He's not a farmer. That's, I don't know if he was yeah. a farmer already, but I'm not a farmer. <laughs> I'd be like, no, thank you. Let me just say that I'm grateful to not have to refuse to work on a collective <laughs> farm. Now, Boris did not care about any of this stuff. He says, quote, I loved her and would always defend her. So when Ooh. I guess when other young communists were like, well, look at these traitors, he'd be mm. like, shut up. Mm-hmm. Now, happynews.com says that the romance blossomed through the war. Every time Boris came home from the front, Anna was waiting for him with a smile and a kiss. And finally, in 1946, they were married in a small ceremony. Aww. Now, for only three days, they lived in this newlywed bliss. Mm. And then Boris had to return to his army unit. After the atomic bombs exploded in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Russia was extra on their guard about America, and they were still fighting to keep control of Germany and the Soviet bloc. So off Boris went to do his, you know, national duty. Soviet duty. While Anna stayed home to hold down the hearth, just like any good army wife, you know. But instead, Anna's family was classed as enemies of the state. Yikes. Now, this isn't detailed in any of the articles that we found, but we're sort of assuming that this is probably since her dad had already been purged. They just decided, you know, his whole family was guilty by association. Mm -hmm. So it could be that or maybe Anna or someone in her family had been found with just, you know, the wrong books in their bag. Or Mm -hmm. maybe they were discovered to have attended a Menshevik meeting before the Bolsheviks took over. Any number of things could have gotten them in big trouble. I know there was kind of a time when it was very hard to do the right thing. Yeah, (laughs) it seems, at least from my (laughs) my perspective. Right. So whatever the reason, Anna and her family were forced into internal exile, uh, just somewhere else in Siberia, which, of course, is very big. It's not, hard to find someone there. Not easy to find someone, yeah. necessarily. So when Boris came home from the front this time, he discovered an empty house. Ugh. No beautiful wife waiting his safe return, nothing. And he said in an interview, quote, she was always smiling for me when I came home, but this time there was no sign of her. Oh, Nobody knew where they were or what happened to Anna. That's how we lost track of each other. And Boris was frantic. He was doing everything he could to track her down, but had no success. Mm. And Anna was heartbroken, too. She says, quote, I threatened to commit suicide rather than go because I couldn't live without him. But in the end, I was forced to go. It was the most miserable time of my life. Oh, man. This was made even worse by both their families insisting that they needed to remarry, especially Anna. Her mother insisted that Boris had forgotten all about her and probably married someone else already, and that's why he never wrote. But Anna Anna was like, hell no, not my Boris. No way. He's out there waiting for me. She refused to believe that he remarried. But she said, quote, One day, I got back home from work at a timber plant, and my mother had burned all Boris's early letters, his poems, pictures, including our wedding pictures. Ugh. That's not now, a mother-in-law that I want. No, you know? this seems cold. Yeah. Not to make a Siberia joke, but <laughs> like, that's so upsetting. I-, I can see why the mom might feel like it was the right move to like, love, get yeah. her daughter like let go of this right. past man or whatever. Right, right. But ouch. <laughs> I'm mean, like, that's my wedding photo. And especially back in the day, it's not like it had a billion waiting on the cloud or something. No, <laughs> no. And I, I mean, I get, you know, again, an older mother in... Siberia, post-World War II, she's seen some shit. Uh And she probably does firmly believe, like, look, I've seen this before. You are never going to see this man again. Right. You know, so I I can see, yeah, she's really just trying to detach her from these memories so that she can still live a full and happy life. And she's also like, I know the way of the world. Right. You need a man. Sad but true. You need to be married or else you're not going to be taken care of. But it feels so cruel and unsentimental, Mm -hmm. you know, but... But I'm sure that's, you know, that the mentality she had to keep to survive, too. So it's tough. Yeah. Anna also said that it was her mother who refused to let her leave a forwarding address for Boris. So I don't know, like maybe her family were just like liberal Democrat types. They didn't want a young communist in the family. Mm -hmm. Or maybe her mom just hated army guys. You know, (laughs) she's like, oh, so sick of Stalin and all his damn military. I don't want a single one of them around right. me. I'm sick of this shit. Just if get, I see another uniform. Just get Boris out of my house. <laughs> if I see Boris, I turn him to burst. Oh. <laughs> Anna told Happy News that her mother, quote, told me this other man was coming to meet me. 
and that I should go out with him, and if I was lucky, he'd marry me. I burst into tears and rushed into the yard. The world turned black for me. She said that she even took a clothesline out to the hayloft, intending to hang herself. But her mother, quote, came in and slapped me in the face and told me not to be so stupid. Mm. She was persuaded into going out with this man, Nefeb, and eventually he and her mother convinced her to marry him. Phew, man, this mom is tough. Yeah. But in again, a lot of ways, I guess. <laughs> yeah, she's doing that tough love thing. Like, she's really trying to, well, trying to save you, like, you don't have to kill right. yourself. I know that you're sad about mm-hmm. this guy, mm-hmm. but, but he, we, we, you got to do something else. You got one life and yeah. the years are ticking on by. Yep. Now, Boris also eventually got remarried. Um, doesn't say whether he needed his mom <laughs> to, <slap laughs> to him help him out yeah. or not. Um, but even so, Boris and Anna never forgot each other. Mm. Anna had a son with Nefed, her new husband. Um, Boris actually wrote a book dedicated to his young wife, Anna. But this is kind of where the articles all skip over some really interesting details. And I wish I was there to ask them some damn questions. (laughs) Because according to one article, Boris, quote, even spent time in prison at some points. But why, where, what this book is called, whether it was ever published or if he just wrote it and had it like hanging out in a drawer somewhere. Nothing. No info. (laughs) You you yada yada over the best part. Exactly. Come on now. Why did you (laughs) go to prison? But anyway, oh, well, I guess the main takeaway of the story is that Boris and Anna tried to move on. They Mm -hmm. really did, but they really couldn't. Their hearts still belonged to each other, even though they couldn't be together. Now, eventually, over the years, both of their spouses passed away, and Anna tragically lost her son as well. Oh, man. Very sadly. So she's lost so many people. She's had a really hard life. And maybe she would find some happiness in the Fed. It's possible. Yeah. you know, even if she did a great start. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and even if she did, he died too, leaving her alone. And then her child dies. Like, you know, she's really just lost so much. And that's, I was going to say that's on top of just living in Siberia, which I feel like our (laughs) perfect cushy lives transplanted into Siberia would be hard enough. Yes. And then to also be like, just hit with tragedy constantly. That's so true. So brutal. But then, in 2007, after more than 60 years apart, Anna and Boris both decided to revisit some old memories. Anna was able to go home now that the Soviet Union had been toppled, and Boris wanted to go back to his hometown to visit his parents' graves. When he stepped out of the car, he saw a woman standing outside of the house where they had lived for three days as a married couple. It was Anna. Anna looked up and saw him too and she said quote I thought my eyes were playing games with me I saw this familiar looking man approaching me his eyes gazing at me my heart jumped I knew it was him I was crying with joy oh my god Boris ran up to her and said quote my darling I've been waiting for you for so long my wife my life he said that despite the decades, quote, I felt the same. I couldn't take my eyes off her. Yes, I had loved other women when we were separated, but she was the true love of my life. Oh, God, this scene in the movie, I would be like, get it, get it. She's standing there. And they're really old, but I mean, you know, like, I think they were like 82 Yeah, but when you shoot it in the movie, when they see each other, they look the same age as when oh, they, they met, have to. Right? Yeah, you'd have to like flash right. back. Like the, to I don't see you any differently. The young. It's like no version. time has passed. But it is amazing to see just how different they do look, and they still recognize like yeah. like that. It's like yeah. the heart recognizes right. another reference to Fifty First Dates, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now Boris immediately a little ahad in him because he immediately suggests they get married again. He's like, <laughs> let's do this. But Anna was more hesitant. She suggested that they just live together for the rest of their lives Mm. because, according to her, quote, what's the point? (laughs) I mean, maybe her two weddings just like stressed her out so much that she had lost faith in the entire (laughs) institution. Um, But Boris talked her around and they got married again. And Anna says, quote, I never thought I'd be a bride at my age, but it was my happiest wedding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 82 years old. And they claim that they had not had a single argument since they found one another again. Yeah. 
Boris says, quote, we've just been parted for so long and who knows how much time is left for us. So we don't want to lose time on arguing. Absolutely. Which is a I beautiful mean, sentiment. I, I I love that. I mean, I, oh God, some people love fighting and I hate it. It's such a waste of time. I'm always just like, fast forward mm -hmm. to when this is done. I know that at a certain point, this won't matter anymore. So can we just skip to that? Because like, yeah, it mm. sucks. I mean, sometimes you have to, but sure. it's very frustrating. And I, I love this idea of just like, we know that like, we know what it's like to only have someone for three days. Right. What if one of those whole days had been us fighting? And maybe it was. And they don't yeah. say, but you know, right. maybe the morning he left that last day. Yeah. She was like, I'm sick of how late you are coming yeah. in. He's like, shut up. You know? <laughs> and then they were like, they had 60 years to regret. But yeah. probably not. It sounded no, like they yeah. were very much in their newlywed bliss. Right. Uh, right. Period. And we could not find anything wrong with the other. <laughs> um, so it's kind of beautiful in a way that they had two newlywed yeah. bliss periods yeah. in a way. And I also going back to her very, very tough mom. Very glad she came out and slapped her face and said, don't kill yourself. Yes. Because look at this. She's she hung on tight and she got her happy ending yeah. in the end. So sometimes you just got to it's so hard. But sometimes yeah. you just got to hang on through those really dark times. And yeah. there's something so beautiful on the other end. Yeah, for real. Just crazy story. Yeah. 60 years apart. And it was like not a day had gone by. Oh, my God. I think that is so beautiful. Yeah, I know. Right. And it, it's just like your heart connecting over the years and over like just not mattering, you know, I, I, I just and I, I can't relate to that kind of memory. I mean, sometimes you're in the bathroom for five minutes and you come <laughs> back out and I'm like, well, uh, I know your face. <gasps> Is that you? Peter? you? <laughs> We've met, right? We have the, you're something to me. I feel like. Are you trying to say I spend too long in the bathroom? <laughs> because I feel like there's a hidden message. <laughs> the hidden message is my memory is like. Very uh, bad. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember. There's an animal I think people say has a bad memory, but I forgot what it was. Oh, well, there you go. We get a newlywed. Every day. Every it's like day. like the first day I've seen you. It gets you a man with a memory like a goldfish and it'll be like the first day every day. I'm Drew Barrymore. It'll be first dates, basically. <laughs> Oh. oh, shout out to Toss Popcorn for doing that episode. I know, with us. right? That was so fun. They they had a great one this week on uh, Clockwork Orange. If you want to check fun. that out, yes, yeah. they're so funny. Yeah. Well, hopefully, these three stories restored your faith in true love and romance and humanity and chance encounters. Yeah, and wallpaper <laughs> and wallpaper and <laughs> textiles. <laughs> Because surely whatever we do next will ruin it for you again. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so yep. we would like to build you up and then tear your back down. <laughs> that's the ridiculous romance promise. Yeah, I like to think we keep a decent balance of, uh, you know, horrific relationships and, and sweet ones, you know? I think we do, but mostly for our own mental health. <laughs> yes. It can be hard to live with some of these people yes. during the research period. Definitely. But I... this one's nice. You're just like, oh, sometimes things work out. Right. And if this is too sweet for you and you want to go check out a, an older episode that's kind of in the opposite direction, <laughs> find like Linda and Bert Pugash. There you go. Uh, or Simon Parks mm -hmm. and the Alien Cat Queen. Or Fred and Dolly Osterweek. Oh, goodness. Those are some good episodes about some folks. You don't, you don't want to spend time I with I don't that. know. Maybe don't know the meaning <laughs> of love. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly had a different idea than the rest of us. Love and romance. Yeah. But if you did enjoy this story, please reach out to us and tell us what you thought. Uh, maybe if you had a chance encounter in your life, oh, if you please. met someone on the train, if you painted a girl into existence, especially. Seriously, because um, uh, I would commission you to do some work for us. I know. We've got some <laughs> dreams we'd like to see come true. Yeah. Could you paint me a big pile of cash? <laughs> Here's my dream house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted you to paint all the inside and outside. Mm -hmm. No, but reach out to us through email. It's ridicromance at gmail.com. That's right. You can find us on social media. I'm at oh great, it's Eli on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm dynamite boom the show is at ridic romance on both those platforms and find us at ridiculous romance on tiktok as well yeah and you are awesome thank you so much for spending time with us today we yeah. hope you enjoyed the stories and we'll see you next time all right bye bye so long friends it's time to go thanks for listening to our show tell your friends neighbors uncles and aunts to listen to our show ridiculous romance From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.